no, we, you know, I mean, we, we just, uh, we, the bears are what we thought they were. What, what, what we thought they were. Say that one more time, play. Oh! One more time. Oh! One more time. Welcome to the Bear Essentials. On today's show, we recap the Bears' week one victory over the Niners and much, much more. Ada, Dominique Foxworth, and all the rest of those national analysts need to put some respect on our goddamn team. Talk to them, Ada. <laughs> they got to put some respect on our team, man, because now they're eating their words. They talked about how bad this team would be, talked about Justin Fields and everything else. Now they're eating their words now, Perez. Bro, they need to keep our quarterback's name out their goddamn mouth. I swear to God, I'm so sick of this shit. They dumb. I was sitting over here la this last night, man. And that was why I was like, you know what, A-Dub? I'm too fired up for us to record Sunday night. I was like, we got to do this on Monday, man. Because I'm like, I already got on that microphone to say all kinds of flagrant shit. So I was like, you know, I need a day to get my thoughts together. Because <laughs> I was fired up, bro. I'm fired up. We left Soldier Field. A-Dub was covering the game. I'm out in the, in the lot, you know what I'm saying, doing my little tailgate thing. My, my man's A-Dub was holding it down for us. A-Dub, I was too fired up yesterday. I was like, nah, A-Dub, we can't record tonight. <laughs> we can't record tonight. <laughs> yeah, man, I was pumped, friends. I was pumped, man. The weather, of course, the rain was crazy, though. But, man, it, it's worth it all, man, when you get a victory, boy. I'm telling you. Yeah, now I got to ask you, because it looked like you were somewhere covered. So I, that was good, man. I don't, I don't know where you posted up. It's right there on that first level that, you know, when you walk in that where you're not where it last time, yeah. we walk in that, and, it's, you know, of course, you're protected right there with no rain by standing right there, right, in that area. So, therefore, I kept myself, you know, uh, clean for the most part. So, no rain on me. That was able to just do its thing. Yes, sir. Stay dry. Unlike uh, some of those people in my in my seats, man. I was getting text messages from people in, in our. Because <laughs> remember, I told you I sold my, my seats for the game, <laughs> bro. Yeah. That man was like, bro. He's like, you was a genius. He said, you sold me these damn seats. He said, I got brain though. <laughs> a lot, friends. You were a genius, bro. Because I saw a lot of those fans, man, running out there, reading, man. <laughs> like, hey, going for cover, bro. Because that rain was coming down hard, man. It wasn't yeah. not, not, not just regular rain, man. It was pouring down. Yeah. Well, shit, I saw your videos, man. I, when, when I saw the rain coming down them steps and, and off the sections, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, where is that? <laughs> man, friends, that was crazy because it was it was like a waterfall, right, coming down those stairs, man. I'm like, man, is that a flood, a pipe busting in Soldier Field? That's how it was coming, right? <laughs> Before the game, I know you, you were uh, showing me the pictures of the field, and I was looking at that thing, and I'm like, okay, and I see the little new turf, but I'm like, what's puddles everywhere? But I want to give a shout-out. <laughs> To the grounds crew, man, because they did a good job, at least before the game. They had that field, you know, a, a nice little – they had the field looking nice, man. I mean, right. I, during the game, it wasn't nothing they could do because that rain was just coming down too much. Boy, I, it looked like, honestly, that field looked like some shit we used to play on when we was in the park as kids, bro. That, that's what that <laughs> shit looked like during the game, bro. With those puddles for us? Man. Splashing in that, man. When, when Justin took the knee – and then they all they took off and they ran to the end zone, man. They slid in that end zone. I was like, that's so, that shit was so cold. And, of course, all these, you know, my, my boy A-Dub was right there getting that video of that shit, posting it out there. But that shit was so damn raw to me. So damn raw. 
Man, Prez, I thought that was awesome just seeing the players go and do that slide. Just people's reaction when he stood up. I said, it's what I'm talking about. Our quarterback, baby. He looked yes, good. <laughs> yes, sir. QB1 was flexing on the motherfuckers, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, man. It's just, you know, A-Dub, it's just been a lot of little silliness that's been going on. And yeah. I don't like it. You know how we will do stuff for Cloud over here, man. We just, we have fun. We love our team. We're going to be critical of them when they need to. But for the most part, we mind our business over here at DBE. But, you know, sometimes, occasionally, some things kind of get brought my way. And I'm just like, oh, man, you got foolishness going on over there, people making these weird-ass comments. And I'm still not going to let up on the person that was out here talking about Tevin Jenkins wasn't going to be on the open-day roster. I'm sorry. Right. Folks, stop doing shit for clout. I know I've said this before, but I can't let up on that because I saw Tevin Jenkins on that field week one. What about you, A-Dub? Yeah, I saw him too, man. Very clear. I was we gonna get into it because chairs between they were playing a little musical chairs between him and your boy Patrick. But we'll yeah. get into that in a little bit. But Ada, week one, man. We got the job done. When you and I on our preview pod, we said our predictions was they bears are gonna lose. Yep. On paper, I kind of thought that the Niners had the advantage on us. Well, guess what, all this? Me and Ada, we happy we was wrong. Shit. Listen, <laughs> I hope I'm wrong all season if I say we're gonna lose shit. That's us being objective about our tape, bro. Absolutely, Perez. Definitely with that, man. As long as we get the victory, I'm all good. But you're right. We kind of try to be critical of the team, right? Keep it real. Keep it 100. So what we see, man, we just try to call how we see it. Well, listen, the Bears did everything that we said was that was going to be key to victory. I mean, you got to remember, man, going into this matchup, what did I say? We're going to have to run that football to open up those passing lanes, right? Now, right? while the running game, it was so-so. But we did just enough to give Justin a little bit of that window to open up that passing game. And that second half of the game, we saw Justin looking really goddamn good out there, bro. We he let the quarterback that we hoped we would be right for us in that second half. You're right, man. The running game did do just enough, right? And that's all Justin feels you say you really need, man. A little bit, little bit of rhythm and things, and then get it going. So he did able to get some nice drives going in that second half. Yep. And then what was the other thing? I said we gotta have success on early downs, which running the ball, getting a couple little plays here to set it up for third and short. In this ball game, I thought we did a decent job here. We had some third and longs, but for the most part, A-Dub, I thought we did a good job of keeping that ball rolling down the field. Yes, we did, Perez. We didn't get to a whole crazy third and longs like that. You know, we had a couple, but not like that. So you're right, Perez. We kind of kept it short to where, hey, we can actually work them to get a first down. And lastly, matching up against Bosa and Armstead. Now, wow, there was early in that game where shit, Bosa was teeing off on, on your boy Larry Boyle. <laughs> but, hey, listen, I felt like they settled in, him and Braxton Jones. Now, what would I tell you about Braxton Jones, A-Dub? I said, listen, he's going to take his lumps, but that kid's going to give it out just as much as he's going to give it. And in that matchup against Bosa, there was a couple plays there that I was looking like, God damn, he held his own against that dude. He did, man. I mean, he, he grew up in, in, this, in, in game one, so – I got to salute Braxton Jones, man, to say that that kid, you know, he did come to play for us. And we knew it was going to be a challenge for him. He wasn't just going against anybody. He going against both, as you and I talked about. So that's a big deal. Yeah, it is. And that offensive line, which we're going to get into a little bit later on in the show, you know, there's some things there they're going to have to clean up. But like I said, man, him and Larry Bourne both, hey, they they, they, they earning their stripes right now, you know. Yep. And, and and that's what's going to happen when you play in the NFL. Every week you're going to get the best. And shit, next week they're going to have another test against Green Bay in that front. Well, A-Dub, before we get into our initial analysis of this ball game, 
we got to talk about the NFC North just a, a little bit, man, because I want to get your thoughts on some of the other games that we saw yesterday. So, obviously, anybody that checked out our Winter Circle show, you heard your boy Prez tell y'all it was going to be an upset alert. I told y'all <laughs> that the Minnesota Vikings was going to beat those Packers, and guess what happened, ain't dub The Vikings did that shit. Yeah, Vikings weren't playing no games with them, man, at all, Prez. Dude, Justin Jefferson, bro, that Ooh. dude – He's a beast, man. He is a beast. I feel like he might be top three receivers in the whole entire NFL, man. Man, he looked like it, Perez, for sure. Definitely top five. If you anybody got any questions, we'll bring other guys in the picture. But, yeah, man, Jefferson is the real deal. And, I mean, he was just out there being money, big-time money. <laughs> uh-oh, uh-oh. He, he said somebody was money, y'all. Uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, look. He was the guy. Now, I'm going to take the money part back. I got to take it back because I know who that belongs to, who that title is. But, damn, Jefferson's a bad motherfucker. Yeah, he is, but I don't know, man. That bank was kind of closed yesterday, though. Shit was a little insufficient <laughs> out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah, it was, man. The bank kind of closed up early, baby. Hey, but it's all good, man. We still got that dub. Uh, we obviously know that we beat those Niners. Hell, yeah. And then lastly, though, A-Dub, the Detroit Lions, which another game that I predicted on the winner's circle. And all this, if y'all ain't been tuning into that show, what are you waiting on? If y'all like sports betting, if you like money, it ain't no reason why you shouldn't be tuning into that show. Because I hit 90% of my picks on week one. So I don't care if you are like one of these people that's like, oh, man, I don't really know what I'm doing. Well, guess what? It ain't that damn hard. If you can, tu- if you can figure out how to fucking tune into a show, you can figure out how to place a bet online. It was absolutely easy. DraftKings makes it very easy for him, A-Dub. So, anyway, the Lions lost to the Eagles. Even though the Lions are a much-improved team, A-Dub, when I was watching the highlights from that game, I saw a Lions team that plays with some passion. They play with a Y. They still lost, though. <laughs> As you always say, the Lions are the Lions, right? <laughs> yeah, but, you know, I got to give respect to where it's due, man, that coaching. You know, you and I, we got to chop it up with them at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. Hey, I like Campbell, bro. I really do. Yeah. Yeah, Campbell can coach, man. I mean, he got his team ready to play for his. They had a, again, tough matchup anyhow against the Eagles that you talked about. But, man, he did have those guys ready to play, and their offense showed up pretty good. Yes, sir. Well, listen, let's get into what people tuned into with this show. They want to hear us talk about our Chicago Bears audience without further ado. As I was mentioning in the open, A-Dub, we really quieted down some of them folks in the national media, and I think with this game. Yep. Now, you heard some of the players, whether it was Komet, whether it was your boy Money Moon, talking to the media and letting them know that, hey, the Niners might be regretting their decision to pass on Justin Fields. And you and I talked about it a little bit on the preview pod. We're like, hey, Justin, he ain't going to really get into that too much. You know, he let it be known, hey, I'm happy where I'm at. I just want to focus on ball. But I guarantee you, man, if I'm a Niners fan and I looked at the way that Justin Fields played in that game yesterday and I'm looking at my quarterback, Trey Lance, I'm like, man, where do I get the refund? <laughs> Absolutely. Can we do a do-over? Straight up. Because, like, look, you heard what your boy Jalen Johnson said. He was like, Trey Lance ain't do shit out there. He right. He didn't do a motherfucking <laughs> thing on that field yesterday. He ain't do nothing special at all, friends. He didn't stand out. He was just okay. Man, he ain't do nothing. That boy trash. That boy trash out there <laughs> in the streets. Like that man couldn't throw past five yards. I got Niners fans in the, in the mentions talking about some, oh, well, well, he was throwing into a monsoon. I'm like, well, what the hell was Justin throwing into? Right. What are we well, talking about? Exactly. You asked me on paper. Y'all been talking about how good y'all D-line is, right? I ain't even talking about that. I'm talking about Justin Fields was throwing in that same weather. He was playing on the same field as Trey Lance. So what are we talking about? 
what I saw was one quarterback came out there and took that victory, and the other quarterback was out there looking like he wanted to fucking be everywhere else except on that damn field. I saw the look in his eyes. He ain't want it. <laughs> he did not want it, man. That dude, like, he's ready for the exits early. Shit, I saw, I saw that look in his eyes. I was like, nah, son. He don't want to be out there in that field. Uh-uh. Take your ass back there to that sunny-ass California, baby. Uh-uh. He ain't want none of that smoke. He wasn't trying to get his jersey dirty, Chris. Well, he did. <laughs> he got his jersey dirty. Every time you saw him, that man, he had, they had to fix his damn jersey because he was getting popped out there, damn shoulder pads hanging on. <laughs> That That's defense not what was he tuning wanted. his ass up, boy. It, it was, man, but that ain't what he wanted, though. <laughs> Hell no, that ain't what he wanted. He thought shit was sweet out there, ain't eh, <laughs> Found out the hard way. <laughs> Straight up. And, hey, man, dude, shout out to Matt Eberflus, man, dude. First victory as a coach. I really love what he's done, man, with this culture, man. And we, we talk about it so much of just how he's changed things, the attention to detail with our guys. They came ready. But also, too, most importantly, eh, dub the mistakes. One of the things that you and I talked about so much last season under the old regime, I'm not bringing up that guy's name. If I bring up that last dude's name on the show, A-Dub, you got the permission to fire on me because I don't want to bring <laughs> him up no more on this show. But what I will say is salute to Matt Eberflus, brother, because he's cut down on those mistakes. When we was watching that game yesterday, I'm looking at the Niners. Penalties, penalties, sloppiness. True. Our side, few penalties, executing getting the job done, making adjustments there in that second half. I got to salute that coaching staff, bro. Chris, you and I talked a lot about this in the offseason, about discipline, right? And we just saw it on the field, man. You're right. We got to give Iberflus his praise on that because I thought he did a phenomenal job in game one with limited those mistakes. Oh, man. Him and also, too, you got to give a shout-out to Getty because they, yep. they came out in that second half. They saw what the Niners was running in that first half and said, you know what? We're going to switch it up on them. And the Niners weren't ready. And you hit a good point with Luke Getsy. He's a guy who can make adjustments, which we didn't see a lot of at all last season. What adjustments? <laughs> the fools will come out and do the same damn thing. <laughs> That's true, man. I'll take it back. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. That's what I did, friends. Nah, man. Fuck them. But I would say, <laughs> man, that game, dude, was just exciting, man, because it just looked fun out there, bro. Just... I mean, imagine when we were kids, man. We played football out there in that, in that type of weather, man. Roquan even said it after the game, bro. He said it was just – it was fun out there playing in that type of weather conditions. And you can tell, man, the Bears, they just took pride in that. I mean, they they were having fun. And that's what it's about, man, having fun, man. This at, at the basic center of what this game is, it should be fun. I know it's a business and it's all these other things. But when I looked at our team out there, bro, they just looked like they was, and especially in that second half, A-Dub, they just looked like they were just living it up out there. Yeah, Perez, you're right. It's like they figured something out. They just had fun doing their jobs, man. We know that there's some things they got to clean up. Obviously, it wasn't a perfect game. And I mentioned they had to make those adjustments in the second half, but at least they made those adjustments. Because right. talk about a tale of two halves, A-Dub, because you know in that first half, I was kind of looking like, oh, boy, what's going on over here? <laughs> it, it was a boring game in that first half. We really weren't getting any rhythm going. Justice numbers were pretty pedestrian. But as I mentioned, they went into that locker room. They figured that shit out, bro. And that's what it's about right there, Perez. If you see something that you need to change up, come and do it. Execute it on the field. And I got to applaud the execution of that. Well, okay, think about this. One of the biggest things that I saw that they did and I really liked and appreciated there in that second half 
was the max protection that they gave Justin. In the first yeah. half, I talked about how Bosa was getting it, and Bosa was really imposing his will. That second half, I didn't hear his name much. That's because of Getty. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. That Absolutely. gave Justin enough time to make plays, and once he had time, you saw that he got his confidence going. When Justin Fields has time, when that confidence is going, you see that chain dangling a little bit, you know you in trouble. The Niners knew they was in trouble. Yeah, they knew they was in trouble, man. Then you saw some of that swag coming out of Justin Fields as well, Prince. <laughs> you know he's confident for sure. So, yeah, he made it very tough on that 49ers um, defense um, in that second half. Yeah, and, and what did I say earlier when we gave one of those keys? We had the momentum on our side because yep. we was using that run game to set up those deep passes, right? Right. We kept our foot on the gas. That's what I really liked. And like, and like I said, the Niners looked lost out there, bro. They didn't want it. I don't care what nobody said. This ain't the same team that was playing the NFC Championship game, bro. They did not want it. And I think that Niners team <laughs> lost, lost whatever they had in them once those two TDs kind of came on board, et cetera, you know, when we started putting some points on the board, Chris, they became a different team, 49ers. They looked like they were done. They were cooked. They had no answer for the Bears. No, they, they did not have any answers. They did not have any answers at all. And like I said earlier, man, shout out to Justin because he outplayed Trey Lance when it mattered the most. Yep. I don't care. Y'all need to stop making excuses on the Niners. And you know we've had Niners podcasts on the show, multiple. Listen, we not taking shots at y'all, but don't make excuses. When we lose, we don't make excuses. On this show, we call it like it is. Yep. And like I said, Justin Fields, hey, 1-0 against Trey Lance, baby. <laughs> and that's all I care about right there, friends, that victory, baby. 1-0, Justin Fields. Okay, let's think about this. In that second half, when they needed Trey Lance to step up and do something, he ain't do nothing. Because our here comes the boom moment from this game was when one Eddie Jackson picked off Trey Lance. I felt like that's what kind of like started the good vibes going there at Soldier Field. The return of the ball hawk, A-Dub, I don't know. What, what, we, what we feeling? Because that was a big-time play. That was a big-time play, Perez. And I was like, hey, when I saw him get the interception, I was like, welcome back, Eddie Jackson. I got fired up, Perez. I ain't going to even lie to you, man. Because you and I have been talking a lot about what Brisket can do, right? We're like, hey, this kid. We were like, hey, this should help Eddie Jackson. Hell the hell sure did, because when I saw the interception, I was like, man, this is the Eddie Jackson of old that Perez have talked a lot about. When you mentioned that ball, Hulk, man, it came to life, Perez. I was just so excited about that, bro. Yeah, and, and so for me, that was the here comes the boom moment. But when you looked at that defense as a whole, A-Dub, and that's why I want to get your thoughts about what we saw defensively before we turned over on the offense. But Eddie Jackson making a play. Your boy Jaquan Brisker making a play. Jalen Johnson out there doing his damn right. job on Debo, bro. Dominique Robinson. I mean, dude, it was so many names. And we're going to get into some of the guys we're going to give game balls out to. But, dude, on that defensive – when it comes to that defensive game plan, A-Dub, what did you like the most out there? What I like the most about that defensive game plan, for instance, is that, hey, they knew they had to get Trey Lance uncomfortable. They already knew. They knew, of course, that, of course, you, you said it'll be best, friends, about Debo. That's one thing. They also say, you know what? We're going to make it different for Trey Lance as well. They said, pull the pressure on his ass, see what he's going to do. And guess what? He couldn't sustain it, friends. He couldn't handle it. No, he couldn't handle it. I don't want to keep beating the kid down because I think when it's all said and done, he's going to be a fine pro. Right. I'm just going to say week one, 2022 <laughs> season, Trey Lance didn't want that smoke. That's all I'm going to say. No, he not may have the a fine career. He may have a fine career, he does. <laughs> But all I can right. talk about is what I saw yesterday. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. He ain't want to smoke that day. <laughs> he nah, wasn't ready. No, nah, he went up and smoked that motherfucker. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, 
Yes, sir, man. I'm with you. And see, artists, I'm still fired up. Could you imagine if we did this show yesterday, there, boy? I'd have been going in, but you know, <laughs> I'm still, I'm still so pumped. I'm still pumped. You get a good point, man. You talked about Trey Lance and what the defense ever do to him. People thought this defense was going to fold, Perez. When you know, you talk about the guys who left, the Khalil Max, all those guys who were gone. But to see them put a good effort out there, Perez, and do some great things on that field against the 49ers, how they played. You're right, man. I, I, I'm impressed with that. Well, okay, so yeah, you mentioned it. Let's just say, listen. You lose a Khalil Mack. You lose a Hakeem Hicks, right? Yep. There was a lot of key guys that we lost, you know what I mean, on that team. Eddie Goldman was gone. You lose Jenny Trevathan, which I don't know. Some people may say, well, we didn't really miss much there. But my <laughs> point is, there was a lot of veterans that came and gone, right? Right, right. And so when you look at what we saw yesterday on that field, you look at that hits principle that Iberfus brought in here. I know a lot of people, when they heard that, they thought it was some bullshit. Man, that shit was on full display in that game yesterday, bro. Physical fucking performance by that Bears defense. They took it to the 49ers. And that's what we're going to expect all season long. And that's what's coming to Green Bay next weekend, Aaron. Get ready for it. This ain't going to be that same team that you was over here talking about you owned. I'm going to show you what you owned, bro. <laughs> they, yeah. may just shut, they may just shut his ass up a lot throughout that game, Prince. Listen, he's going to have that stupid-ass look on his face after the boys come for him. I'm telling you, this ain't the same fucking team that you thought you knew, Aaron. It's a different day over here. It's a different day over here, Green Bay. I know I know some of their fans be occasionally getting over here and listening to our show. Listen to what we said. That same shit that was having y'all asses laugh over these last couple years. Just wait till week two. Just wait till <laughs> week two. We coming. We deserve this. Point blank. When I'm looking at this defensive unit, I was so encouraged, A-Dub, because a lot of people was thinking that this defense was going to take steps back. Because, right. as you mentioned, we lost some notable names. Shit, Cleo back in the game yesterday for the Chargers had three sacks. That's the guy that left this team. We know what Cleo Mack brought to the table. However, to the point that you made during the, the preseason, during training camp time, you were like, hey, we didn't win many games when we had Mack here. So here we are. And we won a big one yesterday. Really big but, game. A big one without Khalil Mack. <laughs> no offense, but it is what it is. Now, I know some people are going to say, well, it's probably tough to evaluate this defense based on the weather conditions. Again, the 49ers defense had to play on that same field. And Justin Fields carved their ass up. So I'm not playing them type of games. We ain't going to do that over here. I'm not going to let y'all get away with that shit. I saw the excuses. They was all over Twitter. Excuses like assholes. Everybody got one. Don't be one. All right? <laughs> take the L. That's all you can do. Just take that L. Just take that L. Bears fans, we deserve this. We are so used to being let down by our team. I'm going to enjoy this. I know some people sitting out here, they're like, oh, man. You know, Bears fans, they're so used to being upset and hurt that the trauma can't allow them to enjoy something. Listen, I'm going to enjoy this. We got something nice over here. And I think this is just like the early stages they dub. I just see some... I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the looking ahead a little bit. I know it's dangerous to do this, ain't dumb, but I'm just looking out the, the window here and I'm just like, man, is it is this real? Like I'm pitching myself. I'm like, do we actually have a real coaching staff? <laughs> like it feels good, ain't dumb. It feels good. The fact that you started to see some of these fruits of labor in game one, people can say it's just game one, like you just said for us. Man, we see a lot of good things, and this team can you ask me, can get better. They're not done, you know, ascending, man. So that gives you a lot of help for it, hope, Perez, where you can look to the future and say, man, we got some good things going on here. 
no, for sure. And I think that we all deserve to be excited about this because the Maddie Bufus era, man, it began really well. And also, we need to give some respect to Ryan Poles, the GM of this thing, because everybody was over here running their mouths about him. But meanwhile, those rookies that he drafted on this damn team was out there fucking showing up and showing out. See? And that's the other thing right there, Prince, that you hit on right there, you know, with Ryan Poles. Hey, talk about those rookies, baby. Talk about them, because they did look good in that game, game one for sure. So you talk about your boy Brisker already, Prince. Yeah, these guys, young fellas, look good out there. So they're playing. Dominique Robinson, these guys are performing. Yes, sir. And when, and when I say on Twitter yesterday, I was like, listen, whatever restaurant out there, if Dominique Robinson pulled up to your restaurant and he didn't get a free meal, shame on you. That man should ate for free yesterday, the way he played. <laughs> Hell yeah, he should have ate for free, man. But back to my point where I was making about Ryan Poles, man. I mean, dude, that draft class. And I'm even going to extend that to Trent McGill because I thought that penalty on him, I didn't even know that was a penalty. I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> hey, look, I thought I knew about the rules for us. Apparently, I did not, man. The dude just dusting up the field a little bit, got a penalty. I said, dang, okay. That's some, something I don't see every day, but all right. I know it's one part of the rule book. I ain't gonna lie to you though. When I saw the replay and I saw my man put the put the towel down to kind of clear a spot for Cairo, then he threw the towel to the side. I was like, all right, man. You threw that <laughs> shit right in front of the damn ref, man. Even if that shit wasn't like legit, come on, man. Tuck that shit in real quick and let's go. Like <laughs> what we do. I swear, man, he could have put it in his back pocket or something, He could have well, done that. Even that. I, I threw I just throw this shit right in front of me and see if I would have got away with it. But man, he threw that shit all off to the side, <laughs> all dramatic about it. I'm like, come on, Trenton. <laughs> Who's right there looking to like, hey, what you doing, dude? Yeah, listen, moms always just say, like, hey, if you're gonna do some dumb shit, hide your evidence. Hide your evidence. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was obvious. This is wrong. <laughs> but no, but man, like, just joking, all jokes aside, though, that rookie class, bro, my goodness, bro, they look really good. I just even, I mean, we talked about Dominique, we talked about Brisker, my boy. Man, he was one takeaway away from my prediction. Remember I said two yep. turnovers? He had one. And he came out the gates hot. I was like, ooh, one more, Brisker. <laughs> hey, 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 man. Hey, Press, I feel really good about that that, that that second one. He was like, he's going to get a second one. I was like, man, I thought he was going to get it. But, hey, it is what it is. But he showed me a hell of a lot, though. Yeah, he did. Kyler Gordon was strong in the tackling. I mean, bro, did you see him coming up and putting the hits on people? He was. I was like, <laughs> talk about just covering. I well, love it. But let's talk about the offense. Because like I said earlier, man, it was a tale of two halves. The first half, not so good. Second half, I love that team. I Listen, that team that I saw in the second half of this game on both sides of the field, A-Dub, I was so, man, I was so damn happy. Man, I ain't smelled that much. I ain't smelled that much you know, in, in a long time, bro. I was so happy yesterday. So damn happy. Yeah, man, me too. I was just happy to see that offense moving, baby. I said, this is what we're talking about right here. Well, some people who were dogging the team didn't understand that Perez and I have been talking about, about the, hey, this kid here can show you what he can do. But, yeah, man, I was happy Perez that second half, man, because those boys showed me a hell of a lot. Well, okay, so let's just – I'm just going to unpack it real quick. So, yeah, people sit up here talking about the lack of weapons, right? You and I didn't get caught up in all that because I said, listen, the scheme can transcend all that. Justin right. Fields could transcend all that, and he did. I mean, the play that he made downfield to Dante Pettis, that was all Justin Fields. And guess what, audience? That was a scramble drill. You could tell that they had been practicing that shit because when Justin used his athleticism to get out of that pocket, right, yep. he's got his head up the field looking for where he can make a play, and Dante Pettis is wide open. But for those of you 
that took a look at the film, you also saw that David Montgomery was the reason why Dante Pettis was so wide open because in that scramble drill, David Montgomery took the defense's attention away from Dante Pettis and he was just standing up there wide the fuck open, man. I mean, that was just a great play all the way around from Justin and athleticism, Dante Pettis getting himself so open and then David Montgomery being a decoy on that play. I mean, that was just a well, that was just a well-run scramble drill. You know what I mean, hey, Dub? It really was, man. And your boy did sell it, boy. He definitely sold it, Montgomery, because all eyes is on him. And then, like you said, man, with Pettis, he did the rest when he got it. So I was like, man, this is what I'm talking about right here. But Justin Fields extended that play for us, made it happen, baby. And then, as I was mentioning there in that first half, the offensive line, damn, 49ers defensive front, A-Dub, we already know what they are. They're, they're tough, right? But right. in that first half of the game, as I mentioned, Justin, three and nine, he had that pick. He didn't really have a good rhythm or rapport. He didn't see him with the receivers and tight ends there in that first half. But as we mentioned earlier in this show, they made those halftime adjustments. The offensive line got better. They got more confident. They did. And then Justin just did Justin shit. That touchdown, the fucking equanimity of St. Brown, I lost my damn voice yesterday when that happened. Ooh, we hit him on a good one too, boy. Dying ball. Dying ball. Man, that's a perfect pass right there to St. Brown, man, for an 18-yard TD, baby. I love it, Perez. And I'm like, yeah, we get things like that you were saying about the others, you know, outside of Darnell Mooney. They can step up, man. And seeing St. Brown run that, get that touchdown, it's like, look, this is what Perez talking about right here. And you also said a guy like Hemingway Perez could be good for the red zone anyway. And, and that's exactly it. What did I say? Red yep. zone target. Yep. Week one, what happened? That's the thing. Hey, Dub, thanks for bringing up that point, because that's what we do on this show. Now, we ain't going to go to Twitter to remind y'all what we said. We don't need 50,000 people telling you. The people that listen to this show, they know. And that is what we talk about here on this show. We don't do it for clout. We have fun. We enjoy it. But we know what the fuck we're talking about over here. Yes, sir. And you were spot on when you talked about that. Now, while the running game struggled overall, I'm not going to sit here and act like I thought this running game was exceptional. But we still got almost 100 yards rushing on the day between Herbert and Montgomery. But i tell you one thing, man. Herbert in that second half, hey, I thought he was pretty damn solid. I mean, drive, we came down the field after that BoJack pick, and Herbert sealed off that that uh, that drive with a touchdown run. To me, hey, like I said, it was good. It wasn't perfect. But that offense showed some signs. It showed us some things that we could build off of, and that's all you can ask for. Yes, all you can ask for, and you and I talk a lot about, you know, Khalil Herbert, you know, along with Montgomery, right, about those dual backs, right, Perez? We talked about those guys, how they can be, they can be pretty good. Right. And seeing how Khalil Herbert in the second half play, it's like, hey, look, this is what we're talking about right here. So when he did get that touchdown, Perez, I was like, that dude was, man, he was coming, Perez. He was coming, man. So when he sealed the deal with the TD, I was like, yeah, this is exactly what we've been talking about right here with Khalil Herbert. This guy, one year better. He runs the ball hard, bro. Obviously, David Montgomery runs the ball hard, but boy, Khalil Herbert is just something about that burst, man. When yeah. he has the ball, man, it's just it's crazy, man. Just I mean, we watched him all training camp, dude. It's it's nothing new with this guy. But I was looking at him in that game. I mean, man, he was just going going downhill on that defense, eh, Dub? It was so nice, bro. So nice. Yeah, it was, man. I was just happy for him too because I know you and I talked about even last season, that when he and, you know, um, Montgomery shed the workload, didn't always matter out to him being successful, right? This time frame around, we see first game of the season, it worked out well. So he was he was definitely serviceable. He done his part, you ask me, in his limited um, carries. No, yeah, no, he he did what he had to do. 
David Montgomery steals the centerpiece, in my opinion, of that, that running game. Yep. David Montgomery, he'll be back better, stronger. You know, like I know there was a lot of people on, on Twitter that was kind of making some comments about Montgomery. I'm like, relax, you know, just relax. 32 did his thing out there as well. And that's why I want to highlight him on that touchdown play to Pettis because a lot of times it's not just about the stats. And you know, we're not so right. stat driven here. We tell you guys about football and what we see out there in the field. And I thought David Montgomery was just as important on that touchdown as all the other people that we talked about. Yeah, he was, man. He done his part, Chris. He would do his part no matter what it is. And you had a good point even being a decoy, man. That's just what Montgomery do. He's a team player. He's going to do his job. And you got to also give it to 49ers, man. They were also loading up on him too, Chris. So it wasn't like that wouldn't happen either. So if you watch the game, a lot of folks look in. They were coming for Montgomery. He was that target. <laughs> he was the guy they circled down, so we just slow him down. So they got to give credit where credit is due. But Montgomery's still the real deal. Yeah, because to your point, A-Dub, there was times, hey, they were snapping that ball. Before David Montgomery could even look up field, it was already somebody coming at, at the legs. And he was getting, you know, so you're right. They was keying on him. Yup. And, and, and rightfully so, right, Press? Because we know how good this kid is, right? You and I talk a lot about how great Montgomery is. You know what I'm saying? How hard he works, what he puts in there, how hard he runs. Of course he better be a target because that dude breaks tackles. They know that too. You don't want to have him in that open field with a little with a little steam behind him now because he'll run that ass over. Exactly, especially in the rain, friends. You don't want that. No, shit. Imagine trying to tackle somebody like that in that rain. That shit hurt. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, man. Physical hard running like Montgomery. Yes, it does hurt. Yes, sir. Well, man, hey, Doug, let's give out some game balls, man. Who get your game ball on defense? Let's go. My game ball on defense, go to Dominique Robinson. Gotta give it to him, Press, because I tell you, man, the press he was applying on Trey Lance, those sacks, baby, I was enjoying that, Press. So I was like, man, he came out showing you that, hey, look, I'm going to be a, a wrecking crew right here. I'm going to wreck some shop here, man. And he came out and made the most of his chances out there, those reps he got. So I got to give it to Dominique Robinson. It's so crazy, man, that this guy was a wide receiver at one point. And we talked about this during the summer. We talked about this during the draft recap, how he was – Basically, a converted D lineman that's still learning the game and how I thought, hey, this guy's going to be a good project because he's got all the tools, right? right. Well, we saw that shit in full display in the game, but this is not a surprise because we saw signs from him during preseason, during training camp. And I'm just glad that he was able to put that out there week one. There was a, a little bit of time there before this game that I didn't think he was going to play because he showed up questionable on, on the injury report. And I thought, okay, well, he may not play because you see Fellas Jones, he ended up being inactive with, with the hamstring right. injury. So I thought maybe like, oh, he may not even play in this ball game. But, hey, for a guy that was dealing with a knee injury, I couldn't tell him was anything wrong with that knee. <laughs> hey, look, we snatched on Trey Lance for that one hand. Um, oh, my God, a dub. Oh, my God. That was disgusting. <laughs> you like, ain't nothing wrong with him. He all good, bro. Ain't nothing wrong with him. He pulled Trey Lance down like he was a little-ass kid, boy. He's like, get your ass over here, boy. Where you think you're going, boy? You ain't you going ain't nowhere. Going nowhere. Get your ass over here. He snatched him like my mom. He used to snatch me when I'd be in that store acting a damn fool. Like, boy, get your ass over here. That's exactly what that looks like. <laughs> oh, shit. But no, bro, great game ball. I mean, dude, that's the best game ball you can give out to on that defense. Just the sacks. Dude, the, the guy has seven tackles in the ball game. Yeah. Constant pressure on Trey Lance. Like I said, he was one of the reasons why Trey Lance wanted to get it back out there to California. I bet <laughs> Trey Lance couldn't wait to get back on that damn plane. I swear, man. He's like, they got double deep Robinson coming to me like this here. He a rookie. Hey, look, man, I ain't got time for this. <laughs> Trey Lance, <laughs> get me up out of here. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. 
So, ooh, this is tough, man. Since you took Darby Robinson off the off the table here, I gotta go uh, Jaquan Brisky. We gotta get my game ball to him on defense. Again, another rookie. These are two rookies that we talking about. Again, put some respect on Ryan Poles there. So, Jaquan Brisky, another guy that we didn't know what his status was gonna be because he had that thumb surgery. But right. man, again, another guy I couldn't tell that was wrong with him. He made his impact early. What I say. Forced the first turnover of the season for the team, right, A-Dub? Great yep. play right there to recover that ball. But also, had four tackles in the game, one for loss. He looked solid out there in coverage. He did not look like a rookie that was lost out there. And because of Jaquar Brisker's presence, he opens it up now for Eddie Jackson to return back to that playmaking role that he had in the past, play, that playmaking ability he's had in the past. And I tell you, what did I tell this audience during the summer, A-Dub? Brisker Jackson has the potential to be one of the best safety duos that we've seen here in this town. And I went on record saying my boy Brisker, you know, could be a pro bowler, right? You remember that. So, but to see him come out like he did, Perez, and, and the signs of him probably being hurt, whatever, Perez, it definitely, like you said, didn't look that way. But when he recovered that, that fumble, it was like, he was so quick to it, Perez. Like, hey, it was a seamless work for him. Like, it was like he knew exactly what he was doing, Perez. Like, we talk about these principles ever. This guy is what it is, real deal. He wanted to get to that ball first, Perez. When he got that boy, I was like, man, this is what I'm talking about. And then the fact in coverage, he just does what he do, man. Like you said, do not like a rookie at all, man. This guy, like, he'd been here before. No, man, he trusts his eyes. He just goes out there and balls, man. And the one thing about him that you can just tell – that kid, he plays with just like – he plays like his goddamn hair is on fire, bro. And I know that that's like a saying that people have, but he literally plays like that. He's always in motion. He's coming in there with fucking bad intentions, and I love that. That's how you want your safeties to play. Yeah, man. This guy look poised, man, and he's ready to shine, Perez. And I, I like about – that's what I like about him, man. He's been showing us a lot of great things, like you said, man, since training camp. So we already kind of knew what this Bears team was getting, but now the world is starting to see exactly what this kid looks like. No, for facts there. All right, so my offensive game ball is going to go to someone that's not going to be a surprise to anybody that's listened to this show. <laughs> it's going to Justin Skyler Fields. So, as I mentioned, Taylor two first halves. The first half, Justin, a little shaky. But that second half, that shows you the potential of that quarterback, brother. Game ball goes to Justin. He came in clutch. Not repeating anything that I said earlier. But those touchdown throws that he had, <laughs> That, that's sealed it for this ball. That, that's sealed it. Now, I know people are going to look at the numbers. They're going to be like, oh, the numbers weren't all that sexy. But guess what? We don't care about stats. We care about Ws. And when that team needed him the most A-dub, my man was clutch. Put that win on, this, on the board for us. Justin Fields, game ball, week one. Shoot, Justin Fields, man. That guy, that kid, that second half. You right, Perez. He was phenomenal, man. I, I got a salute to that guy because that is the game changer right there that just turned the whole thing around in the second half. So I got to give all the kudos to Justin Fields. My game ball, of course, you know what I'm going to go to? I'm going to give the Khalil Herbert, man. So I got to get – because that guy, that kid right there, man, being in the back of the role for us and striving in that, in that atmosphere is it, good for me. It's just good to see him take full advantage of the opportunity and embrace it. And I thought this to me is showing that, hey, you know what? These two backs together, as I mentioned earlier, can definitely do some things together. So Khalil Herbert is going to be a guy for us going down the road. We're going to look for him to also carry some of that workload. Yeah, you know what, Again, 
I can't say enough about the performance for Cleo Herbert. Well-deserved gay ball, man, because, like I said, that running game, while it took – look, that running game, while it took some time to get going, right? Right. It was very important in that game. And like I said, while David Montgomery had moments, I thought Cleo Herbert and his performance in that second time was key. I mean, five yards to carry. That yeah. was successful there in that second half of keeping us in third and manageable situations that I talked about from the from the uh, previous show. So, right. hey, well-deserved game ball. So, got to go into a little, little, little slight negative here. <laughs> Who was your underperformer for week one? This is going to shock you, Prez, but I had to go with Braxton Jones. Ooh. Here's why I said it. Talk to me, Goose. Hey, those two sacks that Justin Field got hit with, that was on Braxton Jones, Prez. When Nick Bosa just bulldozed his way through, that was your boy Braxton Jones who caused that sack. Yeah, but like I said, I told you, he took some lumps. Took some lumps, yeah. He took but, some lumps, Prez. But I thought that he, I thought he held his own as well. But I would say this. I don't see anything wrong with that because I thought my underperformer, well, my, to me, the underperformer was the offensive line as a whole. So okay. I'm not, I'm, <laughs> yeah, I'm not just giving it to Braxton. I'm going to say as a whole because they looked rough, <laughs> especially in that first half. They did. And, and to me, it's kind of a slight cause for concern, right? Because yeah. you got to think about it, man. Justin Fields is under constant pressure. And like you said, those two sacks that he had, one was definitely on Braxton. I don't know. I got to look at the tape on that other one. <laughs> You said both of them was on Braxton. So, so, I believe yep. you. I believe yep. you. But I'm going to have to look at the tape on that one. Like I said earlier, though, while yeah. they were approving, they was doing that little musical chairs thing between uh, Jenkins and and, uh, and Patrick. I didn't like that. That didn't work out. I'm like, come on, just stick to one guy there. Let's stop all the nonsense. But the adjustment that Getsy made the way he dubbed in that second half, the one that I talked about earlier, yeah. max protection, running the football well, Justin looked confident, and we got the dub. So, hey, Luke Getsy. You have to understand what you're working with, right? So he sees the offensive lines and work in progress. You got to change how you call the plays. You got to make those adjustments. And I like the fact that he made those adjustments. And I look forward to seeing that continue on as we go forward. Yeah, you're right, Perez. And that's the big key right there, having somebody who can make adjustments like that, of knowing what the issue is at and how to get around it. So finding some kind of solution. So I guess why I got to get a lot of credit there, Perez. But, man, they, that offensive line got plenty of work to do. <laughs> Don't be picking on Braxton Jones now, he does because uh, <laughs> hey, some people may blame uh, Cairo Santos missing those point of, uh, those those PATs on you now. You <laughs> started talking about missing the kicks and shit. I was like, oh, hey, Dub, come on now, come on, hey, Dub. I, see, I didn't blame the field. I blamed they Dub. Right. <laughs> I got to be cool, man, on that one. My bad, friends. <laughs> yeah, like I said, man, don't be talking about that stuff, man. Cairo be fine. Leave him alone, hey, Dub. Leave him alone. I'm going to leave him alone, man. I got you. <laughs> Like I said, man, uh, when I saw that, I kind of I kind of chuckled to myself. I was like, I, I got to get after A-Dub on the next show about that. <laughs> but, hey, Cairo, you got to make them damn kicks now. I love you, but got to make them. Got to make them, man, because you don't want to hit me. Because I'm sitting up here like, all right, now, dude, don't be bringing that up. Now, if he do that shit week two, now, now, <laughs> now I may have something to say to him. But right now, I'm like, A-Dub, you just need to be quiet, sir. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be quiet right <laughs> now. <laughs> I don't want to jinx nobody, man. Straight up, man. Be quiet over there, A-Dub. <laughs> <laughs> you read about that, bro. Well, listen, man. We got Green Bay up next on the calendar here. Hey, this is going to be Justin Fields' third game against the Packers, A-Dub. We're going to dive into this on our preview show that we're going to put out there to you guys on Wednesday. 
AW got anything on the way out, son? Hey, man, we want that matchup right there. Green Bay and the Bears, man. Everybody love that matchup. Everybody loves the Bears versus Green Bay Packers. This time could be different, Chris. Hey, man, I hope so, man. I want Justin Fields to get that first win against them, bro. Listen, we know how that primetime shit is going with us, man. When we play the <laughs> Packers, they don't always go in our, in our favor. But I feel like things may be different this year, man. I think it may be different. Yeah, man. I, I just got a little hope going in, a little faith to see how these guys played the first game, man. Just give me a lot of hope, so. We'll see. But, audience, like I said, we got y'all covered. We're going to delve into that on the preview pod on Wednesday. Winter Circle going to be dropping on Friday for all our betters out there. So listen, the DBE boys are back. We got y'all covered. You know what I'm saying? We are back, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, hey, dub without further ado, man, let's get up out of here. Audience, thank you for your continued support and for helping make us a top-tier Chicago Bears podcast. We are out. <laughs>